Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. This is going to be part two, as promised, the second half of the interview with my wife, Teresa, natural remedies to keep you cleaning. In episode one, Teresa dug into general immune support and overcoming a nagging cough. She's going to dig into some more detailed stuff on the stomach bug and colds and just some other general things that might get you down during this cold and flu season. But really, this information is so valuable to your family, to your cleaning business, to your teams. If you would like to know how to keep people healthy, now they don't always listen to your advice, but you can certainly give them information. Send them this podcast if you'd like. Let them set their own course toward health. So I hope, at if nothing else, these two podcasts just put you in a different health consciousness and a health mindset that you want to get better. Before we dive into the second half of the interview with my wife, Teresa, I have a word from our sponsor. Do you feel like you're swimming in the endless work of your house cleaning business with little hope of the income and freedom you started for in the first place? It's called the Valley of Despair. Do you relate? I met Debbie Sardone several years ago and have personally observed several of my industry friends turn their businesses around and reach seven figures with Cleaning Business Fundamentals, CBF. Check out my interview with the CBF founder entitled, A Buffalo Charges the Storm with Debbie Sardone. Would you like to join the nearly 1,000 students and alumni of CBF? Debbie is offering free consultations to listeners of this show through the Smart Cleaning School Resources page to see if CBF could be the right solution for you. And remember what Debbie always says, for your business to change, you have to change. There's a few more. I see you have a list here. There's a few more topics maybe we should hit. Uh, I see you have something for some energy remedies. If you have long COVID, you want to just touch on that real quick. Not that we're giving prescriptions for COVID, but in a specific situation. Yes. And none of this is a medical recommendation. This is solely what we do. So if you have a doctor you're seeing, absolutely get their recommendations. I know that that's a doctor's heart is to do the best thing for your family. So um, we do what works for us and it keeps us away from the doctors. So um, in terms of long COVID, Ken and I had some energy dips after having COVID, what I believe was the second time. And so what we started doing was a vitamin B um, lozenge. And we have what's called the MTHFR gene. And so we have to make sure that our B vitamins are methylated, which is a whole nother topic. But so we look for, and I believe we use Yarrow's. It's like J-A-R-R-O-W. And it's a vitamin B lozenge. And we would take that around 2 o'clock when we would kind of start to feel that slump. Also, just drink it like you're feeling tired. Drink that glass of water instead of going for the coffee. 
and I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> um, and we have water in front of us, both of us, right now. Yes. So that's yeah. good. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. But I'd like to go and get a coffee in a few minutes. That's part of the deal with this interview. <laughs> she came up to the office. She's come over to do a, a walk and go get a coffee while you're in your podcast mode. I said, actually, I want to do an interview with you. She's like, oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he prepped me last night. Wasn't that nice that he gave me a few minutes? It's more than I give other guests. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so the last topic that I want to cover is kind of a big one because nobody wants to hear about it, let alone catch it. So the stomach bug. Oh, the stomach bug. Uh, Is that the one where I end up disinfecting the house while everyone's vomiting on the floor (laughs) or in the toilets? That doesn't happen anymore though, because of the stuff you've been doing. I stay away and he would take care of everything. But now Um, you have these remedies and we don't get it nearly as much. That is true. And so we, I'll, I'll read through this and this is just a post that somebody was looking for some recommendations for stomach bug remedies. So if I if sound like I'm reading, it's because I am. From a mama of five kiddos and lots of tummy bug experiences, get activated charcoal for yourself. Now, this mom was trying to prevent everybody else getting act, getting sick. So for us, we keep activated charcoal in capsule and in powder form. Our younger ones would take it in powder and myself and the older kids will take it in capsule form. I would take this personally with anybody throwing up in the house a couple times a day, but if I feel it coming on, I would in the past, because I haven't had to do this and I don't foresee that happening anytime soon, I would take six capsules And then 40 minutes later, I would take several more. Now, for the little guy, now who she was talking about, and I think he was having trouble keeping anything down, water, what most people don't know is that water is super hard on the stomach, especially after a stomach bug. So generally, based on my doctor's recommendation, it was wait like 45 minutes for any fluids and then start with like one teaspoon every 15 minutes If they weren't throwing up, then you can increase that by an additional teaspoon and just slowly until you're at like an ounce and just keep watching that they're able to keep the fluids down but not taking water. So also one of the things that I learned from one of my doctors, she used to be in the oncology wing of a children's uh, hospital for part of her career and she told me that one of their tricks to keep kids who are dealing with cancer um, and taking chemo is to use um, diphenylhydramine which is Benadryl to stop the vomiting and they used to have Benadryl strips but they stopped making them so I'm not sure if that's even still an option but if I I know we had one of ours that just kept throwing up repeatedly, repeatedly, like we couldn't get her to stop. And so we found those strips, which they still made at the time, and they dissolved on the tongue. And after she took that, she was able to stop throwing up and start recovering. So needless to say, I've mentioned that water is really difficult on the belly. So we usually start with either coconut water, which is like a perfect electrolyte solution or chamomile tea with honey, or if your kids are okay with it, even like a ginger tea. 
water can actually increase vomiting and they can get water in down the road. Like they don't need water first thing. And in my experience, I said, nobody's clear from it, like from catching it for more than a week. We've seen it hit one and then seven days later, the next. So just be aware of that, um, especially if you're about to go to a holiday party. You may want to skip it to honor your the people in your family who might be there. And then the other thing was, oh, ha, you want to know this. If you're doing anything with charcoal, it can stop up the plumbing. So if you are taking charcoal, make sure that you're taking it with lots of liquid. Um, and the color it goes in is the color that it comes out. So be aware of that. And that is very black. <laughs> And for prevention, essentially, I would probably take two capsules of charcoal personally multiple times a day, like maybe three times a day just for prevention if I've been around it and I just am, I don't handle throwing up very well. So, um, so the, the charcoal, it binds to yes, the, the bad it stuff. Absorbs is, yeah. yeah. But it takes the good and the bad. I don't know the science behind it. I just know that it does what's called, instead of absorbing, it adsorbs. And yeah, I know that like you don't want to take it around really good things. So if you're taking medicine that you need to absorb, you don't want to take that right by your charcoal. And yeah, so I mean, those are our recommendations. That's what I've taken. I've had kiddos that I would give like a quarter teaspoon or an eighth a teaspoon. It's super, super um, like small amounts. And and then it generally would still work. Now, once somebody's throwing up, I will not give them charcoal until they stop because you don't want to be cleaning up black throw up. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so um, hopefully nobody has to deal with that. But those are some great tips and just our experience. So hopefully it can help somebody. For sure. I want to throw a wild card in here. This is the one that may be controversial out there. There is another thing that we do besides the shoes off and the water and the changing clothes that you mentioned. But there is also a little bit of, shall we say, Facebook stalking. When you find out, oh, here she, she, she <laughs> ca- capture this moment here. Facebook's, okay. well, hold on, so no, no, hold on, no, 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 no. not true anymore. Wait, wait, wait. But, but the general principle here. When I had five little kids, I was going to a mom's group. And yes, <laughs> if I knew that there was a mom that had kids throwing up the day before. Amen. And she was coming to mom's, then I was going to not be there because... I just knew, like, when you have five kids... It's like three weeks of sickness. Yes, it is intense. Yeah. So now you see where the anxiety came from because it's like, okay, this one thing can shut down my life for an entire month, and I just was not willing to do it. Yeah, no, every mom that's out there listening, she's like, amen, sister. (laughs) I know they are. So... But there is kind of a protocol that we tend to use in our family. Now, yes. we don't, we're not going to push this on any other family. There are lots of moms. They don't have the ability to like stay away for three days or for, for a week. But what are some general guidelines we use on just waiting things out when things, when we're sick or other people are sick? Just to, ex- not to be like super 
like uh, what's the word? Uh, overly cautious. Yeah, over, yeah, overly cautious. Here, what, what's our protocol? Generally, if somebody has had the stomach bug, we will keep our distance for one to two weeks. And that was more important, I think, when we had littles than it is now. But our family knows that if they tell us that they were throwing up, like our distant family, if they tell us anybody in their family was throwing up or anything related to the stomach bug, we will probably hold off before we come and visit. What about if we were sick and we're going to go back to church or back to school or back to work? What's like 24 hours after a fever? Like what are the protocols we personally use as a family? Well, generally most people will use 24 hours. And there's rare occasions where like, okay, my little one had a fever, but he has no other symptoms. And it's been 24 or 48 hours, depending on where it is. Then we might go, but if they're like really hacking and they're, I'm paying attention to my kids' temperament, you know, are they needing more rest? We probably shouldn't go somewhere if they need rest and they're feeling worn out because then their immune system's suppressed and what is the chance that they're going to catch something else while they're, they've got that already going on. So um, I try to be more cautious because I want to respect those around us. We have pastors in our life that have had kidney transplants. And so we want to be aware to try to respect that and not spread as much sickness as we can without it like totally dampering our life. That was just a clinic right there. I knew that you would just bring the heat, bring the remedies here. And by the way, my desk now has all of the remedies on my left side, which means we've described them all. They are all here waiting for us to take them and hopefully not anytime soon because I, I plan on staying healthy. So this is a timely episode. We covered a lot, Teresa. Uh, It's coming into November, Thanksgiving, Christmas. We're going to be around a lot of family. It's just a time of year when people's immune systems are generally a little bit more compromised. Oh, I know. One other thing that you guys could be doing, um, which is a little more difficult, especially going into fall and winter, but I know like one of the times when we had COVID, we were getting outside and putting our bare feet in the grass. There's something about God made this nature and he made us to be healing within ourselves. So, um, you know, just putting our feet on the soil is definitely grounding and healing and going for walks and getting out in the sun and the fresh air, not being stuck inside. Um, I do know of people that regularly will open their windows and let fresh air into their house. I'm not quite as good because I get cold. So, you know, I need to improve on that. But those are just some general tips going into the fall season that might be able to help you. This is awesome. Let's leave everyone with a couple of resources. So I'll go first. When I started getting interested in health, my number one go-to was Sean Stevenson's podcast, The Model Health Show. And I learned so much from him. He's got a book out there, Eat Smarter, Sleep Smarter. So that was my my go-to. So, Teresa, what are some go-to resources of yours that you like? One that I just kind of fell on was The Genius Life with Max Lugavere. I think I might be saying that right. I've only listened to one podcast, but I'm really enjoying some of his stuff has me, like I've downloaded a ton of it. One of the big things was... um, Let's see. Parents listen what sugar and technology are doing to your kids treating ADHD and sensory challenges naturally. 
Um, so he's got a ton of health and wellness stuff out there. The Wellness Mama, she's on, I don't know that she has her own podcast, but she's definitely on the web in terms of blogging um, and being a guest on podcasts. So one more resource that has definitely helped me in my journey is from Learning Herbs, and they actually have a great game for kids to be able to learn about herbs, which we've been doing a lot. And they have some courses, and one of them was called Cold Care, and I took that a while ago. And that has helped me just to really learn what herbs to use and when. And then Franklin Health Research, if you look up the Franklin Institute of Wellness and Elderberry Syrup, they have a document that you can download called The Proper Way to Make Elderberry Syrup. And that is how I've done it in the past. So hopefully those resources will help you. And it was great being here. Wow, Teresa, thank you so much for joining us on the Smart Cleaning School. So, you know, you did help, well, you founded Carfagno Cleaning way back in the day. Do I get credit for the podcast or is this one you too? Well, you can get credit for anything, huh? (laughs) I love you, Teresa, and you are amazing. Almost 20 years married. I love married. you, too. Say that again so everyone hears. I love you, too. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's uh, Ken and Teresa joining you from the Smart Clean School podcast, Natural Remedies to Keep You Cleaning. And this is a two-parter, right? So we covered a lot of stuff in this. So this was really just to equip you and your families. We talked a lot about you know, the family dynamic but just think how you could apply this to you taking care of yourself to go out before you go cleaning, especially during the times of the year where you're more susceptible to some of these viruses and attacks. And also, how can you maybe even train some of your teams? Like you could bring in an herbalist or a homeopathic person or just teach things and on your team meetings and, and just figure out some basic things that you can do to keep your people working. Because call-offs suck, (laughs) right? And if you're getting a lot of sick people, maybe this is something that you could possibly teach into the team. Well, now we definitely covered the topic, natural remedies to keep you cleaning with my amazing and beautiful wife, Teresa Carfagno. Thank you again, Teresa. We mentioned a couple resources at the end of this double podcast I have placed all of those in the show notes and also a special thank you to our sponsor as well. Check out my interview with the CBF founder entitled A Buffalo Charges the Storm with Debbie Sardone. Debbie is offering free consultations to listeners of this show through the Smart Cleaning School resources page at smartcleaningschool.com backslash resources to see if CBF could be the right solution for you. I really Hope and pray that you take some of this wisdom and advice for your health and that you apply it so that you can have a healthier flu and cold season and just a healthier lifestyle in general for you, your family, your teams. Thank you so much for listening. Have an incredible day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.